Welcome to the Don't Pick the Scab podcast with the premise of connecting men over 40 with the tools and community to thrive in their divorce recovery either before, during, or after a divorce. Welcome, Barbie, out there to Don't Pick the Scab podcast. We have Wayne from Tennessee. Uh, he's a personal development coach and content creator while studying the habits and practices of successful people. Wayne realized that he could assist others with inspiring goals and empowering them to live their best lives. He has penned a flip book entitled Step Back or Stepping Stones. It's your choice. Welcome, Wayne, to the show. Uh, how did you come to create this book? Well, you know, that book uh, came out of me doing a lot of research on many things that I had questions about. And when I started writing, I, I've written three books, actually three and a half. I'm writing my fourth book now, about halfway finished. Um, a lot of things I had questions about that I couldn't talk to anybody in my circle of influence about because they probably was in the same position that I was. They didn't have a lot more information. So I had to do a lot of reading, study and research and analysis to try to come up with some conclusions on my own. So I thought about setbacks. We all face setbacks. Yes, we do. There's no way around it. Life is not perfect. So you're going to have some instances where things will go great. There's going to be some sunshine and there's going to be some rain clouds for sure in your life. So in writing this book, I wanted to say something to put forth some information to offer all of my readers hope, awareness, inspiration and motivation to let them know. So even though you may be thinking you're standing in front of a brick wall, there is a way over that wall. You can pivot and turn your life around regardless of the life event that you have faced. What are some of the setbacks, generally setbacks that you remember having and, and how did you overcome those back in 2007? Well, you know, uh, this, this was true for me and it may be true for others. When you're experiencing divorce, you have setbacks. You can have a setback mentally, emotionally. Uh, you have setbacks in your social, social arena. And you're certainly going to have setbacks financially. That is for sure. So in dealing with all those setbacks and even career setbacks, you know, having a divorce, it can cause dynamics within your career path. So when you look at all those things, you say, OK, I got a lot to overcome. I got a lot that I got to get a handle on to try to survive and reinvent myself and start again. That's the whole point. Life is not over. There's a new beginning for you now, but you have to approach it from that perspective. How do you turn the setbacks into stepping stones? Well, there are many things to consider when you approach that. And one of them is, for me personally, I came up with the idea of sitting down thinking, says, okay, what is it about this subject area? And you just name any subject area that I don't have a lot of information and knowledge on and wisdom on. So I came up with the idea, a simple phrase. It's very simplistic, but it's very profound to me. And that is, what is it that I do not know? And by asking myself that question every day and I choose a topic or area to pursue, that would motivate me to launch out down a pathway, a journey of discovery. That's the whole thing. I can't just sit and, you know, uh, just, just, you know, in animation, just wondering what to do next. I got to learn. I got to discover what I don't know and start from there. So when you're coaching, what are some of the ways you can help people realize their potential? Well, first of all, you have to be true with yourself. You have to find out what are your deficiencies. 
what do you think your deficiencies are? Not what I think. You tell me about you. What's what's an area that you want to examine? What do you want to improve? Is it limiting beliefs? Is it lack of self-confidence? Is it uh, anxiety? What is it that you think is preventing you from going to the next level? And once we identify those things, then we can start talking about ways in which we can work around or bring some uh, conclusion to those matters. Well, I was reading a little bit of your flip book, a uh, little bit of examples, and, and you were talking about the world within mm-hmm. yourself and the internal dialogue, and and it's mainly in your head. Can you expand on those a little bit? Absolutely. And we all have negative self-talk going on. We all are subject to uh, self-sabotaging. And that all stems from a very unlikely source that most people never conclude, and that is your ego. All negative energy comes from your ego. All negative energy and contradiction derives from one's ego. And those negative thoughts in your head, it's not you per se, the person you, it's that ego. It's the other side of you that's contradicting the things that you say or you want to do. So that's what's going to cause the the negative self-talk, the self-sabotaging, as I said before, it's all in your head. But once you understand and know what is the source of that, it's your ego, then you devise a way to counteract it. So what are some of the ways once you realize it? Well, first of all, the, the first step is knowing, as I said before, what is it? Okay, it's the ego. And once you learn its ways and what it's doing, it's always going to show you the negative side of everything that you approach and you think. For example, if you say, I want to improve my finances, I want to become financially free. Well, there's going to be a voice maybe that says, that has never happened before. Happened for you before. What, what makes you think it's going to happen now? You can't do that. You're only making X amount of money. So how are you going to become financially free? You have debt. So all those things that's telling you that it's not going to happen, just think for a moment. Would you tell yourself that? No. So it's another entity. It is the ego of your mind that's saying that. So what you do, you get to the point where you got to change several things. you got to change how you think and change how you speak. Because when that negative thought comes up, you got to override it. Override it with a positive affirmation, a positive thought. And at some point, that ego is going to realize, wow, this stuff I used to say to this guy doesn't work anymore. He's not paying this any attention. He's just moving right along with his plan and down the road, moving toward his destination. So when you're writing your books, did your ego tell you that you can't write a book? You can't finish the book? There's no reason why to even start it? <laughs> Absolutely, because, you know, I, I had very little information about writing a book and didn't know fully what the task was. Matter of fact, when I wrote my first book, the intent was to develop an online course, and that's what I was uh, completing and writing. So it got to a point, I showed it to one of my sons, and he read it. He says, wow. He said, Dad, is it, are you writing a book? I said, a book? I said, no, it's an online course. Then I started thinking, I said, could this become a book? So I said, okay, let's do it. But once again, not having experience and knowledge about it, yes, the ego kicked in and says, okay, what are you doing? You've never done this before. Who are you? <laughs> Who's going to buy this book? Who cares about what you think? You know, Who's going to read something that you've written? All that kind of stuff. So you have to combat those things and keep going and uh, until you get some uh, success. 
What about self-care? One of the big things that we talk about on the other podcast. Uh, what role does self-care come in all that? You know, the stepping stones or the setback. It seems that self-care kind of gets diluted when you have a setback. Oh, yeah, that's very near and dear to my heart because in my third book, I have a whole chapter dedicated to that. Self-care, yes. Because, you know, it's like the old saying that, you know, to thyself be true. You must take care of yourself. And it starts by loving yourself. If you do not love yourself, you can't even attempt to love anybody else. It starts with you. So self-care for me starts with stress relief, meditation, uh, you know, uh, going out for a lot of walks in nature. And, you know, listen to a lot of uh, positive affirmations, reading good books and writing and also journaling. I came up with a concept called think, create, meditate and journal. That's four things I recommend that everybody do every day. You want to think, you want to be creative, and you want to meditate. I call meditation my superpower. Oh, there I, you go. Yeah, I spend an hour each day meditating, starting out about 5 o'clock in the morning. And in doing that, that is where all of my healing takes place. That's where I get to do deep introspection and to get answers and solutions to things that you know, that may come about on my horizon personally, you know, that I need information and answers for. Mm-hmm. Meditation is the key. Again, I say it is my superpower. <laughs> so one of my most important things is uh, self-confidence. They're all related. You know, it's almost like the cousin of, of uh, self-speak and then self-confidence. How does self-confidence play a part of getting on those stepping stones or even, or even understanding that those stepping stones are a way to get out of your setback. Yeah, self-confidence is key, you know, to believe in yourself. And again, it starts with how you think. Well, it's three things. Uh, your current programming, the thoughts you think, and the words you speak. If you can get a handle on what you're thinking and what you're saying, well, it's going to build your self-confidence because you're going to start seeing victories and success in just about everything you do. You got to have self-confidence, but it it stems from your thoughts and how you speak, your self-talk, your internal dialogue. It's so important in deriving and creating a total great self-confidence for yourself. Wow. How might uh, overcoming small setbacks better mentally equip us for much larger setbacks down the road? You know, like if we hit them quicker before they become too big, you know, it seems like we should do that. But but something prevents us from doing it. Yeah. And I think that ties back to the ego itself, because you're going to procrastinate more than likely on those small things that can lead to big things. You just put things off. You know, I'll, I'll get around to it next week or I won't do it. I won't read this book. I won't go to the fitness gym. I, I'm not going to eat healthier. I'll, I'll eat better next week. I'll eat in the next meal. I'll eat better. You know, I'm not going to ride an exercise bike today. I'm going to watch football. That's okay. But you, you're doing things that, you know, it's sort of like a drip, drip, drip that's taken away from where you really want to go. So the more you deny yourself, you know, of going down that pathway toward your real destination and goal, it's going to add up. Everything counts. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. The one thing that really um, bounces around in the uh, men over 40 divorcing space is the word failure. That can be like a debilitating word. 
how can a man overcome that word and and keep it moving or just moving forward in a positive way? Well, I always explain it like this. Uh, in Western culture, we're obsessed with perfection. And we somehow tend to, well, it's pro, we're programmed to think, most of us, that if we cannot be perf- perfected or perfect in any endeavor, well, what's the other side of it? We're failures. No, we're not. We'll learn from failing. Yes, the greatest learning becomes apparent to you when you realize that it did not work out as you thought it should have. That's when you're going to go back and reverse engineer. You're going to get to the root cause of why and examine everything, yourself included. You're going to say, okay, the next time around, I know to do this. I know not to do this. I know to add this. I know to create a strategy in this manner. So those are all the kind of things that, that you have to look at and know that there's no failure in life. There's only opportunities. Life itself is what? It's opportunity mixed with obstacles. Yeah. So then the failures are actually stepping stones. Yes, they are. That's the whole point of the book. Setback. You have to make the choice. Is it a setback or is it a stepping stone? Yes, it was a life event. It is done. Go ahead and grieve for a period of time if you want to. But there's tomorrow. What do we do tomorrow? We got to start out on the pathway to where we want to go. Our destination, our goal in life. It's only a setback. It's temporary. It's not permanent. Definitely. What's your best advice for managing the difficult emotions like uh, sadness, grief, anger that often arise from experiencing a setback? Well, you have to monitor your mood, which is directly linked to your energy level. Whenever I feel my energy level spiraling downward, I know to get up and start moving. And then to go walking, do some exercise, uh, mm-hmm. listen to some uplifting music, or go visit a friend, go socialize, do something to, to change your place where you are, go to another location, and also something to change your mindset and get your energy back up. When your energy drops, your mood is going to change, and that's directly also related to your emotional level. Yes. What kind of emotions are you having right now? I can assure you. If your energy levels drop, your mood is very uh, dark, you're going to have low emotions. You have emotions of despair, anxiety, depression, and all those kind of things. When your energy levels up on a higher level, you're going to have love, devotion, joy, serenity, peace, bliss, and enlightenment. So you want to keep that energy level up, watch your mood, and also which that mood affects and creates your emotional state. So does your emotional state and your mood relate to your creative space? Absolutely. Myself, and I don't know of anyone who can be very productive creatively when your mood is very dark and your energy is very low. It's just not going to happen. So to be creative and inspired, yes, you need a high level of energy and you need Mm -hmm. to be in a great mood and a great emotional state. Wow. Something we haven't touched on yet is community. How can community come in into play to help with moving from a setback? Well, that's very interesting. A very interesting question, because in my estimation, most people do not think of this. What is your circle of influence? If you were to take an eight by 11 sheet of paper blank and draw a 
circle in the center, place your name in that circle and draw a larger outer circle on the outside and place as many names in the outside circle that you can, 50 to 100. And you look at all those people, those are family members, co-workers, neighbors, classmates, people that you attended college with, friends, associates, business persons, persons, uh, anyone that you know, put those in there. That's your circle of influence. And when you look at it, you got to think of it from this perspective. Do not, you got to critically think, analyze and observe, but do not judge anybody in that circle. Just look at that circle and ask some questions. What are these people bringing to my life? What are they concerned with now? What are their successes? What's important to them now? How do they affect me when I'm in their company? What are the things that, you know, that may be a concern to them? So when you ask all those kind of questions, you're getting a handle on the people around you have effect on all of us. Yes, every moment of the hour of the day, the people around us that we call our circle within our circle, they have an effect on us in many different ways. But if we do not realize who those individuals are and what part they play in shaping our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions, well, there may be some negativity in there that we may need to stay away from, or there may be people that we need to include or exclude from our circle of influence. Interesting. Yeah. What uh, wisdom would you impart to divorced men over 40 to help redefine failure, turning a negative situation into a positive situation, you know, going through those stepping stones? What's some ways you can turn something negative into positive? I would say turn your pain into purpose. Whatever that life event is, be it a divorce, and that's what we're speaking on, turn it into purpose. Yes, it happened. Forgive yourself, forgive the other party, and move on. Yes, it was painful for a period of time, but we're moving on from it. It's a setback. It was a life event, but we're moving on to a higher ground. Yes. And turn it into purpose. What's your purpose in life now? What's important to you now? If you were writing the last chapter of your life, what would it be about? That's interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah. Wow. You have knocked out every question that I've asked and you're knocked out of the park. All right, Wayne, we want to thank you for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. I'm, I'm going to have fun with the edit here today for sure. Want to give out your internet information, tell the people where to find you, and I'll have it at the bottom of the show notes too. Yes. Um, if any of your listeners would contact me at my email address, info at thinkcreatesuccess.com, I will send them a link to get a free preview of my book, Setback or Stepping Stone. It's your choice. All right. And we'll have that at the, at the bottom of the show notes, but we appreciate Wayne taking the time and his schedule to talk to us. And I learned some stuff too. So I'm going to have to go back and rethink my life, my my last chapter of my life. (laughs) I'm going to start writing soon, but thank you guys for listening, but everybody take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for having me.